0: Yeah.
1: Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale come through. they about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a
0: seat. Life-loving comics is the place to be. He's a comic book writer. She's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Life's a surprise like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes tell me, can you keep up? News, of the weird? I know
1: you can't get enough. Tell comic corner. Yeah, it's where it goes down. Welcome to the Bungalow, it's our playground, yeah Welcome to the Bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show Cindy and Kale, come in through, they about to let it go Welcome to the Bungalow, relax, have a seat Yeah. Life-loving comics is the place to be So welcome to the Bungalow From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain Let's go when you, when you,
0: Here we are Would take 229.
1: <laughs> when you have a professionally done show like this,
0: yeah.
1: uh, our many, many listeners are obviously going to want little behind-the-scenes snippets. Sure. So one of the things they may not realize, because we're very, very well-produced, mm-hmm. and our editing is top-notch, <laughs> they may not realize that frequently during our show... We have a noisy cat who wanders into the studio, and I have to, and he either slams <laughs> against the door or he yowls, and I have to chase him out of the studio.
0: And then I have to laugh and try to fill the void. And Cindy has to, to, to immediately.
1: <laughs> I give her the "keep it rolling, keep it rolling" symbol and sh- signal, and she uh, she just starts talking about whatever. Yeah.
0: If, if if you see me rambling more than usual, he's probably trying to get the cat away.
1: But today we have two very special guest stars.
0: They've been on here once before.
1: They have, mm-hmm. and hopefully they will be quiet because we just didn't have the energy to uh, to kick them out of the room. <laughs> but today we're joined by uh, by Samson and Shadow, our dogs, who are hopefully will be quiet. Shadow, I think we won't have a problem with, but uh, Samson's kind of a dummy. So,
0: oh, he's not a dummy.
1: Um, but, uh, so we have our dogs with us, uh, you know, and I usually don't want them in here, but then I started thinking, people love dogs, and they add some joie de vie to the, uh, to the recording, perhaps.
0: Do you say so.
1: So, so here we go. <laughs> so, uh, from deep in the bowels of Snake Mountain. Bowels. The bowels. This is a bowel movement, baby. Oh, gross. (laughs) From deep in the bowels of Snake Mountain comes this episode of The Bungalow. Uh, I am Cullen Bunn, and with me as always is...
0: Cindy Bunn. (laughs) Did you like that pregnant pause? That
1: was a very good pause. Um, So, Cindy and I have started our our day drinking late.
0: Late? Usually I'm drinking by 2 p.m.
1: Yeah, that doesn't sound like a cry for help and at all.
0: What is it now? It's almost, almost 5, five p.m. Yeah, I'm starting like three hours late. I got to catch up.
1: And you may not hear our dogs, but you probably will hear some hammering because our neighbors are having a new roof put on. So, uh,
0: with all our professional editing, and uh, we
1: probably just you know take that right yeah, out. Yeah, you won't
0: hear it at you all. You won't hear. So.
1: It. Um, <laughs> but uh, but we're happy to be here with you guys again during. I don't. What is this for us week? How many of? Being isolated.
0: Well, I looked at my uh, on my Life 360 app yesterday. Yeah. And as of yesterday, I have been in this house <laughs> since March eighth.
1: You're officially the crazy old woman in the I house am. down the street.
0: And uh, Squish was the sixteenth.
1: Was for school?
0: No, for uh, when you took him for his haircut that day.
1: Oh, I when, he, him to when a haircut. he decided he, he had to had have, to a, have haircut. a haircut,
0: um, you had been since t- Tuesday, but that was only for grocery shopping. And right. Then, <clears throat> so we are not leaving the house, no, nope. unless absolutely necessary for groceries or medicine, and
1: uh, that's right. Stay home, wash your hands if you can. I, I mean, eat- stay home if you can. Wash your hands. There's no if you can to that. Just wash your hands. Um, It's funny because we've been talking about social distancing for so long, Mm -hmm. and then I just read, maybe yesterday or this morning, that some experts are saying that we're sending the wrong message. We're sending the wrong message when we say social distancing.
0: Sorry, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at our dog chasing his tail around your office.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so they said that it's the wrong message, that people should still be social during this time. But that maybe we should start calling it physical distancing.
0: Okay, I can, I can see that. Because it's not about not being social with people. It's about just keeping away from others.
1: Right, yeah. So, you know, we do some things like uh, we haven't posted the first one yet. But I guess we can right. tell people about it. Sure. We started. I started recording this uh, these little video chats called uh, the, that I'm calling the Dangerous Dilettantes that are sort of a sort of a weekly happy hour that we're going to be posting soon on video. Cindy joined us for the first one. It was fun, and uh, I'll be posting those soon. Um, but there's ways to be social with people without being necessarily physically uh, around them.
0: Unless you're like me and you absolutely hate talking on the phone, then
1: that's tough. Has your phone not been ringing constantly? Because I'm getting phone calls all the time.
0: (laughs) My friends, my true friends know don't bother Cindy Bunn with a phone call. (laughs) Because one, she's either going to ignore it or she's going to have a panic attack when she answers it. That's true. So, so, although my friend Gina, God, I love her. um, She did send me a text message this morning. And see, I like this. She gave me a forewarning.
1: That she's gonna call you. Yeah, so she's you like hide your phone.
0: Well, she was. <laughs> she she sent me a text message and said, uh, "This week we're gonna do FaceTime sesh with Margaritas." Oh, nice. So,
1: well, there you go. She's giving
0: me time to physically prepare.
1: Prepare for it. For it. Yeah, you'll like it. You'll like it. I'll
0: have to remember to put a bra on that day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Me too.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Sammy too. <laughs> Sammy too.
1: Um. So what's been going on, Cindy? Besides, uh, besides being isolated, you know, that's it.
0: That's pretty much it. I've been sleeping a lot. We've both been sleeping a lot.
1: Yeah, we've both been pretty tired. I think so. We've thought maybe something was wrong with us because we were so tired. But I've started noticing everybody's tired. And so I was doing last night. I was doing some research. And I can't remember what it's called, but there were some people coming online saying that there's like a real psych, you know, psychological term for this weariness, and it all stems from when you're in sort of a stressful situation and you can't fight or fly, so your fight or flight instinct is kicking in, but you can't do those things because you're isolated. That uh, you know, one, you might be more tired because of that, but but. To your uh, sort of another instinct is sort of to retreat and napping and being tired helps you retreat from the things that are going on in the world so there you go that's maybe what's going on but I've noticed a lot of people say <laughs> saying that they were very tired right now and uh, and it you know and also that they can't keep track of what day it is
0: well um, oh, that's like yesterday we were hanging out down in our basement and I was, you were playing the PS4, and I was doing a jigsaw puzzle, and uh, I think you even said to me, you said, oh my gosh, it's so it's such and such a clock. I yeah, don't remember I, what yeah. time it was. I thought
1: it was maybe 2 in the afternoon, yeah. it was like 7.30. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and, and I... Mean, you, yeah.
1: Time, so, is, time is sort of fluid right now, because we don't necessarily have the same routines that we would normally have to keep us on... You know, on task, so to speak. But yeah, getting lost. Time getting lost.
0: And so I said. It feels like we're in a Vegas casino. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know? it is. <laughs> it is. Not and that
0: then, I've yeah. ever been in a Vegas casino, but...
1: And then to top it all off, we got allergy season, which makes you wake up every morning wondering if you have allergies or the coronavirus. <laughs> so, there well, you Well, I
0: read an article the other day that said that one of the symptoms that people medical professionals are not talking about but she has seen in every coronavirus patient that she had treated she was, and it's they have like a like a red rim around their eyes like Weird. it looks like they've been like they've got it's like they've got allergy eyes. Oh, like the inside. Well, that doesn't
1: help me distinguish if no it's wait, allergies. No, wait.
0: The the inside, like their eyeballs are fine, mm. but like the outside of their like right around their eyes, their eyelids are like red and puffy. But
1: so, don't take our word for it,
0: folks. Go read the article.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Oh, um,
0: speaking of articles, yes. I would like to say something. I have a. It's confession time. Oh no. I have been slacking miserably for a very long time. When I read my news articles, and you always ask me, are you going to post that? And I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, I'll post it. And do you? I never post them. What? I know. But I came to the realization, I either got to take this seriously, or I need to quit doing it. That's right. So I apologize, and,
1: and we're done. See you. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. It's all over. This is it.
0: And I promise I will do better.
1: That's all you can do. Is try to do better next time. There you go. Um,
0: <laughs> bless but, you, Sammy.
1: Uh, yeah, bless you, dog. Uh, so what else is up? What are we talking about now?
0: You have anything you can talk about as far as comics? <laughs> I think
1: I feel like you should, for for what I have to talk about with comics this week, I feel like you should hum the the music they play, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, the music they play when things go wrong on Prices Right,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's something like that, um, or maybe the sound that little yodeling man makes when he climbs that mountain. You know, he's like yodeling, 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 oh. That guy, because I feel like now this is the time where I'm at the oh, moment. Yeah, and so like so many people, and so many other creative uh, professionals, uh, I got the calls, numerous calls this week to stop work on projects for now. I think, uh, I think conservatively, eighty five percent of my paying work has been put on hold for the foreseeable future which is a little stressful I still have a couple of projects to keep me afloat hopefully and I'm working on a few a few new uh, a few new schemes <laughs> a few new ideas to to fill the void and and you know be creative and, and, and keep the juices flowing um, but yeah uh, so right now um, work has... A lot most of my work has been put on hold. I'm still very busy because I keep super busy anyway, uh, and I'm hoping that last 15 20 percent of my work doesn't uh, get put on hold as well. Um, but uh, that's, that's where that is. And, and like I said, I know that you know that there are so many people, so many writers and artists that are out there that are dealing with the same thing right now because publishers publishers are trying to figure out how to, how to cope and uh, cope with the situation they're trying to identify what they think things are going to look like on the other side of this and nobody really knows right. right now um so it's it is what it is um
0: so we will be taking donations of beanie weenies and ramen noodles <laughs> no it's not that bad but
1: um no but uh I have it's funny because I've I've noticed uh the last couple of days on on Twitter and social media, there's a certain contingent of people that I don't call by their name that they've given themselves, um, that uh, they started a hashtag, the Pencils Down hashtag, and they're so happy. They're so happy that uh, a lot of writers and a lot of artists are getting, uh, you know, kind of, their projects are getting put on hold. They think it's a great thing, they think, oh, this is finally the mainstream comics are getting what's coming to them and this is a punishment for people who are worried about social issues in comics and this is you know this is what you get if you're not nice to your fans and and they're just so pleased that there are people who are out of work um and uh and how do i put this delicately
0: they're douchebags
1: they are i was gonna say they can go to hell And that's me not being nice to them. Go to hell. If that's the kind of thing you think, if that's the kind of the, if you want to cheer the misfortune of other people, then you deserve a front row seat in the roller coaster going straight down to the endless depths of your worst nightmare. Um, That you know, so many people are going to be. Uh, not just creatives, but so many people. I mean, I you know I have so many friends who are losing work or getting laid off, and you know they're having difficulties, and and that's that's me nationwide. And if these folks that are going to take it out and think that uh, this is a good thing and something they can cheer for, uh, if they want to choose a virus as their champion, that says a lot <laughs> about them.
0: It absolutely does.
1: Um, so there, uh, again, there's my one one soapbox step per episode. Um, other than that, uh, comic book wise, if you, uh, I have been posting a lot of free comic books online for people because I know you're cooped, if you're cooped up, you got nowhere to go. You might want to read some comics. Uh, if you go to my Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash CullenBun, I think uh, <laughs> Cindy may put this link in our. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, if you go to my Patreon, uh, I have a lot of comics on there that are free to the public. You don't have to to throw them. They're not behind a paywall or anything.
0: That's awesome. Um, So
1: you can go and read some comics. And I'm going to continue to be posting comics up there. I just posted an entire graphic novel there today. So, you know, go check it out. There's lots of cool books up there. Um, And I will continue to post some books. And there you have it. That's my comic book news.
0: Well... I have some comic book news. What is it? You're going to write a comic book story based on my... You don't know it yet, but I have an idea, and you're going to write it. I'm
1: not allowed to hear ideas. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Tough. (laughs) No, I I posted about it on Twitter the other day. And I think Facebook, too, actually. But I, I posted about... I think I'm officially losing my mind. I was sitting up in the living room the other morning. You were down here working. Squish was sleeping. I didn't have a TV or Spotify or anything playing. And I'm hearing this, like, whispering conversation. This... Pss- 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 pss. And I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from. And I'm thinking, is there are there neighbors outside? Because the house next to us is for sale. And... uh I thought, no, that's not outside. It's in the house. And then I finally figured out it was the water. We had just started a load of laundry. And it was the water flowing into the washer. It was making this noise that in my mind sounded like whispering. Like like this kind of thing. Then me being the batshit crazy person I am, I had to take it a step further. And I'm thinking to myself, what if water could talk? What if it can talk? What if it talks all the time, but we don't speak water, (laughs) so we don't understand what water is saying? Then, since the train's already rolling down to crazy town, I just... Pushed it into station. What if everything talks? What if the curtains talk? What if the grass talks? What if your jacket talks? When you zip your zipper, maybe it's talking.
1: You know what it says? Oh, geez, I can't make it this time. <laughs> Too many pop talks.
0: <laughs> but anyway, smarty. Um. Yeah, so I started thinking this. I'm like, what if everything talks in its own language but we don't understand it because we don't speak that language deep thoughts with Cindy Bunn
1: that's an interesting concept there
0: so then I posted about this on social media and a bunch of people came back and said ooh that would be a good idea for a comic
1: well you should write it you're a comic book writer too
0: can I, are you going to get Baldemar to draw this one for me? And
1: you'll have to negotiate that deal.
0: <laughs> He's so nice. I don't have the heart but, to put him through that.
1: <laughs> you could write it yourself. That could be a great way for you to pass the time. No. All right. Well.
0: I'm giving it to you. I'm offering it to you.
1: All right. We'll see what I can do with it. Maybe I'll come up with something.
0: Or what if... Like, I was thinking about it today in the shower. I was like, what if the water could talk to me while I'm in the shower? What if you'd be like, I'm here to help you get clean.
1: If if the water starts talking to me when I'm in the shower, the shower has then become a toilet. Because I am going to crap myself. (laughs) And and that's it. I'm going to crap myself, and I'm probably going to break my neck trying to get out of the shower.
0: It was, Colin...
1: <laughs> I like Why does the water sound so creepy?
0: It's water. <laughs>
1: right. Oh, of
0: course. <laughs> so anyway, see, you're already coming up with ideas.
1: And then when you go to the bathroom later, it's like I'm back. I
0: <laughs> well, don't don't do that. No, no.
1: Yes, no. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's very creepy.
0: We don't have to go into the toilet. Water.
1: Uh, that's what, <clears> that's the logical next step.
0: Well, you are the king of the gross out contest, so. That's right. There so you go. there you go. I wasn't planning on making my story gross, but. I mean, All
1: stories are gross at some point.
0: They're not.
1: I don't think they are. Something's gross in every story.
0: Not true. Not true.
1: Yep. That's why people, when in a love story, people go, Bleh! that's gross. <laughs>
0: You're such a man. I know.
1: All right, so are we going to tell some weird stories today? I got a few. All right, let's hear some and stories. And I
0: promise that I will post them. Okay. All right, so my first story, I learned a new term today. I was reading this article about Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos. Okay. You know who Pablo Escobar is, right? Yeah. You well, know. anyway, the story the story is is they were saying that his cocaine hippos may be restoring Colombia's ecosystem, and because um, they're saying that he had four hippos in his private zoo, and when he died, I had to do this research. Um, when he died, they just left the animals in the zoo to fend for themselves and the hippos somehow got out of the zoo and ended up in you know the wild so they're now they're now reproducing in the wild which is actually causing some dangerous situations yeah a
1: whole bunch of hippos with cocaine
0: right (laughs) hopped up on on a no sugar is that where cocaine comes from Hippos, H- yes.
1: Cocaine hippos breeding,
0: <laughs> but there are <laughs> there are now eighty hippos. Where it was, uh, where there weren't really any hippos in the the Colombian ecosystem. Now there's eighty, which is good and bad. But I learned a new term today: cocaine hippos. Apparently, and I had to go do That'd research. Be a good band name. <laughs> cocaine hippo. It would be. Yeah. Um, I, I went and did research because I was like, "Why do they call them cocaine hippos?" And I knew it had to have something to do with using them to to smuggle or to you know traffic right. drugs. And that's exactly what it was. He would go over overseas, and he would buy these exotic animals. Yeah, and they would, I guess, I don't know how they got the an- the drugs inside the animals. I don't know if they fed them like fed him stuff. I, nice. Anyway, I don't know. I don't want to know. But um, but yeah, they would they would smuggle drugs back into Colombia with the with these animals, which is how he created his zoo. Yeah. And I wonder.
1: Speaking of,
0: I it, was just you can and I we are, talk
1: about. Can we talk just a little bit about Tiger King? Because everybody's talking about I it right now.
0: Oh, Tiger. Yes. Do you see? There's there's country bands. Doing covers of that song? Yeah,
1: there's all over Twitter and Facebook there are people doing covers. Oh but yeah, well,
0: this was an actual country band that so, did a cover of it. We
1: watched Tiger King this week. And I just wanna say, when we watched Love Is Blind on Netflix, everybody told us, Oh, this is gonna be the craziest show. It's the craziest show. You're gonna watch it and you're not gonna believe what you're seeing. It's so crazy. And it was and we were both we watched it and we were like, Where's the crazy?
0: Was stupid. Love, and, love is blind. Was stupid. Well, I mean, it was.
1: It was just what. It, it just. It was just a matchmaking show. There was no crazy to it. And I thought to myself, people who said love is blind is crazy. What would they think when they watched Tiger King? Because that show's insane.
0: I watched that entire. We we watched it together the entire series, and at the at the end, and I'm not going to say anything to spoil it, but at the end of the final episode, I literally looked at you and said what the blank yeah it's I mean it's
1: it's a crazy show if you haven't seen it you know I know everybody's talking about it and a lot of people don't like watching things that everybody talks about but it is worth watching if you want to watch some crazy
0: it's definitely a good time killer
1: yeah it's super it's super insane uh viewing uh, it shows me that no one in the exotic animal world is, at least in the world of tigers, is a is a good person.
0: Yeah, oh my god, they're horrible.
1: Yeah, so... they horrible
0: to the animals. Maybe. There's a,
1: couple of, there's a couple of people who work for some of the people who are like bigwigs in the the, the animal industry that I thought they weren't so bad. They just kind of had a rough... You
0: mean the lady who lost her arm?
1: Yeah, like... In I mean, the
0: lion attack? Yeah, I mean,
1: those people weren't... I feel like those people just didn't have anywhere to go, maybe. But, uh... But anyway, what
0: those what those animal people do, the people that own those exotic animal parks, they find these homeless people, people that are down on luck, don't have a very very good quality of life, and they prey on those people and bring them in to do the dirty work.
1: Yeah, it's horrible. Anyway, check that show out; it's crazy as hell. Um, So there you go. There's even a cocaine angle in it. So there is actually.
0: I'd forgotten about that, but you're absolutely right. So,
1: uh.
0: Joe Exotic. Yep. And did you see, too? He apparently. I don't remember what the lawsuit is for, but he apparently is suing somebody. Let me see if I can find it really quick. He's suing somebody for $94 million. Great. And I said, well, here comes season two.
1: Right. Well, I know a lot of people that were on it are now saying that they were misrepresented obviously, but of
0: course they are. You know, anyway. Yeah, he's he's suing for 94 million. Uh, let me see if I can see real quick who he's who he's suing. He's demanding a combined 94 million from the oh, from the US Fish and Wildlife Service, his f- former business partner Jeff Lowe, and several former colleagues. So he's suing a bunch of people. Well, there you go. <clears throat> and he's asking for a presidential pardon.
1: Well, there you are. Yikes. Let's see how that plays out.
0: So there you go, folks. Season 2 in the works. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I did hear, and maybe it's just BS. So uh, Somewhere
1: online they were saying that there is a fictionalized TV series in the works about these people. Oh, so, yeah? Yeah. But that might might just be rumor. Who knows? Anyway, what else? What's our next weird story? There
0: is just let me backtrack a little bit. Yeah, there is no way that anybody can create a crazier <laughs> s- TV series
1: than what was than
0: what was in that in that documentary series. Yeah, that was probably
1: true. True. All no right.
0: Way. All right. This one is just kind of. It's not really good news or weird news is just kind of like so i have always it's been on my bucket list i've always wanted to go to australia right um but we've had friends that have visited australia i my old chiropractor in st louis was from australia we used to talk about it all the time and everything is bigger in australia like
1: that's texas
0: Huh, huh, huh. like the spiders the bugs the animals everything is like we had friends at one time who went to australia and they had a big spider in their rental and they were talking to the landlords and the and the wife asked well how big was the spider and she said you know all was however big and the landlord said she said oh no she was that's that's a little spider when they're the size of a dinner plate then i'll i'll call an exterminator so anyway so this woman in australia is she walks out onto her front porch and she finds a 14 over 14 foot long albino burmese python on her front porch can you imagine the meltdown I would have. That
1: you, you would have? Yes.
0: If I walked out my... If I even just opened the door. If I even just looked out the window. It would not be pretty. You'd be like, Please help me, Jennifer Lopez!
1: <laughs> Wasn't Jennifer Lopez in the
0: Anaconda movie? I don't know. I never saw it. What? <laughs> Come on. I don't on. like
1: snakes. Why would I watch a movie about them? The snake eats a person and then swims away, and you can see the outline of the person in the snake's body.
0: Oh yes! Please let me watch that.
1: It's awesome.
0: But look uh, at that snake.
1: Let me see him. Well, let me tell you. Let let's let me tell you a story, oh. not from the wilds of Australia. Are you from really the wilds gonna... of North Carolina? Are you going to
0: tell your story?
1: I don't know.
0: Do story? I don't know. This. Tell it. Tell it.
1: I don't know if I'm telling the story you're thinking about. Oh. So I lived on Quail Run in North Carolina when I was a kid. It and one day, a story. I don't. All right. I don't. After the show, tell me what story you want me to tell. I'm telling this story. Eight ball. No, that's not about. That. I'm talking about snakes. We're talking about snakes. Why I no? I so I walked down. I walked. I was walking down the street with my brother, and my mom was somewhere around there. And there was a two lane. We lived on like a two lane paved road. And looking down the road, my brother says, "Look! Look! Look!" And there was a snake crawling across the road. The snake's head was already off the road on the right side and going into the woods. And its tail was still in the woods on the other side of the road. So this snake stretched far longer.
0: My heart is already racing. Than that
1: road. And we watched that snake crawl into the woods where we played all the time. And I don't know what kind of snake it was. Big.
0: <laughs> Big what damn color snake. was
1: it? Sort of brown snake. He wasn't a black snake. I know a black snake. Was it a copperhead? It. I know you're a big damn copperhead. I know. But a we did used to find dead, dead animals on that, uh, in that area of the woods all the time.
0: But don't they usually eat them if they kill them?
1: I don't know what snakes do. Snakes don't. They, they just kill. They're just mean.
0: And you wonder why I hate them. <laughs> do you but, remember? Do you remember? No, go ahead. I'm go, sorry. Go ahead. Finish your story. Wait, anyway, I just
1: want to say, that was a big ass snake that we saw crawling across the road in North Carolina.
0: I have two, I have three, three incidences with snakes in my life. Yeah. First one, I was at Girl Scout Camp. It was a weekend camping trip. And we were walking, th- we were hiking through this trail. And we're, you know, a bunch of girls giggling and laughing and walking. And all of a sudden somebody is, Cindy! And they said, Stop! I almost stepped on a snake.
1: What kind of snake?
0: I don't know. I I took off running. <laughs> I looked down and thought, "I oh, and I ran. Like I ran past the leaders, the the troop leaders were like, "Cindy, stop!" I'm like, "No." Nope.
1: Here's another snake story. We'll share snake stories back and forth. Okay. One time, me and my dad were cane pole fishing on the creek. You were what? Cane pole fishing. On the creek, creek. My dad was my dad loved to go fishing. When we went to the ocean, we took the boat and he had rod and reel and all, That's that, awesome. he, all that. But when we fished on the creek, and we often snuck across a golf course to get where he liked us to fish, uh, he always brought cane poles with him. Um, and we put them in the mud and we sat out on the He's Such
0: a hoosh, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: but one day we were came we were fishing and down the middle of the creek. We saw a, a water moccasin just sliding on top of the water, just going across the creek. My dad said, I'm going to shoot that water moccasin. <laughs> so he whipped out his pistol, mm-hmm. and he took aim, and bam missed. Uh, of course he did. And the water moccasin kept on swimming. So my dad shot again. And then the water moccasin turned and swam up towards us. And my dad shot. He emptied the revolver trying to shoot this water moccasin. And he missed him every time. And the water moccasin swam up to the bank maybe two feet from where we were. And we had to end our fishing day because we thought that was the meanest water moccasin that's ever m- moccasined.
0: <laughs> okay, I have four snake stories. Oh, my. All right. This is I'll make snake story
1: special. I'll make
0: them quick. All right.
1: the heart of Snake Mountain, baby. True, true. All right.
0: So I was, I was in high school, and during the su- it was during the summer, and I had one of those they' the, the inflatable, they were inflatable. They were like loungers. they look like loungers. You could actually use them in a pool as a floaty, mm-hmm. or you could put them in your, in your yard or whatever, and fill them with water, and they had like this reflective bottom that was supposed to tan you on both sides. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I had it out in the backyard, and I was filling it with water and I came inside to get a drink and get my boombox and my mixtapes and
1: What year was this?
0: It was I was in high school. <laughs> so I started to go back outside. Did
1: you get your tab? Your Tab soda?
0: No, I had Zeltzer, <laughs> Seltzer, thank you very much.
1: Zeltzer. <laughs>
0: so so anyway, so and I put the hose in the the lounger to start filling. Pepsi clear. I swear to God, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> so, so, anyway. No, it was a, I, my mom let me have a Bartles and James. Actually, she did sometimes. Um, but, anyway. So, the hose that I was using had, like, little tiny leaks in it. So, the hose almost looked like a sprinkler. Because it was it had so many little holes in it so it was like the water would still come out the the spout but it also like spritzed along the sides of the hose so the hose was hanging out of the lounger and I'm walking out I got my arms full of everything and I look over and there's a black snake that had had slid up next to my lounger and was cooling off is what he was doing yeah because he was right underneath where the hose leaks were so it was like the water was like spritzing on him yeah <clears throat> Excuse me. I turned. I did a yui. I went back in the house, and I did not go back in that backyard the entire summer.
1: Black snake won't hurt you.
0: I don't care. It's a snake.
1: Black snakes are great.
0: And then I'll, one of my one of my snake stories is dumb. It's not even really worth. But my the one story I will tell, and I think I've even told you this story before. So I was camping with an ex boyfriend. And we were, we were camping right along the Merrimack River. And I've always, been, I've always been afraid of live bodies of water. I do not go in lakes. I do not go in rivers. I don't like the ocean, but I will go in the ocean. Um, but anyway, so I got adventurous. And there were all these big rocks right along the riverbank where we were camping. And... I climbed out onto these rocks, and so there's like a bunch of rock, and then I'm at the edge of the rock right next to the river, and my boyfriend, I don't know what he was doing at the time, but he was back like by the tent or something, probably probably texting and cheating on me again, um, but anyway, he... Uh, Anyway, I'm sitting out there, and all of a sudden, I hear, like, some rocks behind me, like, moving. And I turn around and look, and there's this little baby snake. And he was actually kind of cute. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I my heart panicked. And, like, my heart started racing, and I got all sweaty, you know, and my palm got sweaty. And, um, why'd you let that dog back in here? And, uh, hello, Sammy. And, um, so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, and I'm saying to him, like, hey, look at this. And he walks over there, and his eyes get big, and he backs away. And I'm like, what? And he goes, you need to get off that rock now and avoid that. I'm like, what? It's a snake. And I didn't know about poisonous snakes and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Cindy don't don't mess with that snake but you need to go around him and get off that snake or get off that rock and um but he wouldn't tell me why so i finally get off of it and uh but i'm like down there taking pictures of him and i had named him Sammy and you know and like i felt like i had bonded with this baby snake and uh anyway i got my pictures back and i'm showing them at work to my to my, one of my friends that worked with me, and I was like, "Oh look, this and this is a baby snake I, I saw," and she was like, "Oh my god!" And she was, "You were that close?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And uh, she was, "Cindy, that's a water moccasin." So I was like hanging out and chilling with a water moccasin. Didn't know messing it.
1: with him were you? No. Well, then there you
0: go. But later on, I found out that where there are babies, you're gonna find the mama too. So, a baby water moccasin, you don't want to screw with a baby water moccasin, because they're mean snakes to begin with. So, the mama was probably somewhere nearby.
1: Maybe. Ooh, I could so what did this lady do with her 14-foot Burmese python?
0: She called lo- local wildlife, mm-hmm. and they came and got it.
1: They came and chopped the set off? No. Oh. Just ran it off?
0: Nope.
1: Sprayed it with a water hose?
0: Yeah, it's pretty real. Yeah. <laughs> But, no, they said he was really calm. The snake was really calm and really gentle. And they said he was probably, as with most big snakes that are found out outdoors, he was somebody probably somebody's pet. Yeah. And it just got too big and, and cumbersome and they let him go.
1: Yeah, it's too bad. All right. What's your next weirdo story?
0: So, man, we're really, like, going off topic today.
1: That's all right. Nobody cares.
0: This is just kind of a... I don't know what kind of story. Did you hear the story about the baby born in the toilet paper aisle at Walmart? No. Here's the best part. It was here in Springfield.
1: Oh yeah? What
0: happened? It was at the it was at the Walmart over I don't know. I've heard stories that it was at the one on Campbell. Mhm. But I, but this article when I went to look it up for the, for the podcast this article says it was at Walmart on Sunshine. So I don't. either way, it was here in Springfield. But the woman was in the toilet paper aisle, and her water broke. And uh, the store manager came over to try to help her. And the woman supposedly told her, she's like, this is not my first baby. My last baby was born less than a half hour after my water broke. And lo and behold, so they ended up, I guess, putting up some kind of barrier yeah so she had some privacy
1: way to clean out way to get the toilet paper aisle all to yourself lady right well played
0: so uh but yeah she, there's baby born in the Springfield one of the Springfield walmarts in the toilet paper aisle
1: everything was okay the baby was born just baby fine. was
0: fine mama was fine all was good yep well there you go there you go
1: happy birthday toilet paper baby that's
0: right <laughs> Paper baby, oh, Sammy's saying that too, and that's really all I got.
1: Well, that was pretty good. Um, well, uh, everybody, thank you for joining us again this week. Uh, we want to, first of all, we want to tell you all to you know take care of yourself, be safe, yes, stay sane. It's uh, you know, it, we know it's tough, but we'll get through it. Um, if you like this podcast. Subscribe to it.
0: Yes. Leave reviews. And leave and, reviews. And I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll go one step further. If you leave a review, take a screenshot of it, tweet it to our... Or go to our Facebook uh, bungalow page. And, or our
1: Twitter, right? Get yeah. Get it to us. Yeah.
0: Um, and I will choose Ooh. five listeners who leave a review and I will send out a some kind of little bungalow mm. goodie package.
1: That sounds like a great deal to me. It'll probably have some comic books in it. Maybe some other stuff. Yeah. Maybe a dog if he doesn't shut up. <laughs> you can get a package at your door that has a chihuahua weenie whatever he is in it. Yeah, we're
0: not sure what he is. They said he was a chihuahua, but he looks more like a hound dog beagle mix. Yeah. He's just a pain in the patootie is what he is.
1: So, uh, with that, Cindy, sign us out.
0: So long from the isolated bungalow where the air is salty, we are crazy, and life is good. I changed it up a little bit. Yeah.
1: Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow, welcome to the bungalow, yeah this your favorite show, Cindy and Kelly coming through they bout to let it go Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat, life loving comics is the
0: place to be He's a comic book writer, she's a music lover Things get a little crazy when these two get together Life's a surprise like unpredictable weather But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better Daily quizzes tell me can you keep up News of the weird, I know you can't get enough us Comic Corner, yeah it's where it goes down welcome Welcome to
1: the Bungalow, it's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the Bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show, Cindy and Cali, about to let it go. Welcome to the Bungalow, relax, have a seat, yeah, life-loving comics is the place to be. So welcome to the Bungalow, from a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain. Let's go.